What a beautiful morning, right? It's just a little snow, but it's good. And so as we say, Merry Christmas, right? Uh, today, uh, the church encourages us to look to the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph for inspiration, example, and encouragement. Because it's holy family, the perfect family for us. So look at your own family as the place where God works in your life and reveals his presence. This feast of the Holy Family may make, makes me reflect on my relationship with my, with my mom now. My dad passed away five years ago, but he is with God in his presence. Uh, now my relationship with my mom and my siblings, I have four sisters, four, two sisters, one brother. But today I, I would like to share with you about my, my relationship with my brother. When my brother, Maurice, Mauricio in Spanish, Maurice, was born, I was 10 years old. When he was five, I was 15 years old. Now he is 35, he's single, working hard for government, and I'm 45. I know, I'm getting old. Gray hair is coming this side. Good, wisdom, right? I like it. Uh, I saw my, my brother uh, in November this year. We were on vacation for two weeks. Beautiful, two weeks. He loves art museums, so we went to a museum. And suddenly, when we were there, he saw the Leonardo da Vinci bridge. It's like, like, like this, right? But, but we have to build them. He said, let's build the da Vinci self-supporting bridge. We had to build it with more than six wooden pieces. We were excited to do that. And he took his smartphone, he put it like this, and he started recording our adventure, right? Our experience. But he said, I'm happy because I'm playing with my brother. Because when I was a child, a kid, he never played with me. When he saw that, I said, don't say that, don't say that. But it was true. I didn't have time for my brother, but I didn't realize. Huh? And he said, don't ruin this beautiful moment. Let's play. And he said, that's okay, that's okay. I'm fine. Don't, don't worry about that. But that's why make me this beautiful readings make me makes makes me reflect my relationship. Now I, I think it's great. I love my brother and he loves me. But when we experience this, you that if you are teen or you have siblings, they are youngest, just think about your relationship with your siblings. Sometimes it's the same like me. Don't we don't have time, right? but we need to think about it. Today, 
the liturgy of the word helps us to grow in our relationship with parents or spouses, right, and siblings. In St. Paul, there's a beautiful, beautiful reading. St. Paul in the second reading gives us a rule of family life, rule of family life, which makes sense if we see ourselves as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one, one another if one has a grievance against another. As the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do. And overall, this put on love that is the bound of perfection. Love always is going to be there, right? And then it says, Wives, be subordinate to your husband. But at the same time, I will say this, husbands, subordinate to your wife. It's, it's mutual. It's not just for wives. It's mutual. Husbands as well, as is proper in the Lord. So this passage, second reading, is such a powerful plan of life for each person in the family that it could be reflected and acted on weekly through through the coming year is like to do to do this every single day. This reading teaches us to trust our parents and siblings, speak and behave, and relate to and love them. Love cannot be learned in isolation or from a book, no, but only in community in my relationship with my father, with my mother, with my siblings. Let's do an examination of conscience. Using this reading, how compassionate are we to one another in the family and to others? Is love the reason why we do what we do? Does Christ peace control our hearts, or do we live in anxiety, anger, and not forgiveness? How thankful are we each day for the many blessings we receive? Do we build each other up in love? Do we consciously try to do all in the name of Jesus in love, in suffering, and pain, do we fix our eyes on Christ? And then uh, the last part of, the, of that beautiful reading, second reading says, children, obey your parents in everything, in everything that is good for them, right, for, for his life. For this is pleasing to the Lord. So this is the fourth commandment. When I hear confessions, they say, oh, no, I don't remember the fourth commandment. I say, okay, that's why. You need to remember the fourth commandment. And I see uh, kids and children here. Whatever honor, obedience, and respect we show our parents is ultimately directed to God himself. Why? Because God gave us the Ten Commandments. When you obey your mom or your dad, 
you are obeying God first. So just think about it. When your mom says, do this, do that, and it's good for you, say, okay, I'm going to do it because I'm obeying God the Father first. This honor, respect, comfort, and care for parents are especially important when they are old and dependent. Kindness to parents at this stage of their lives will not be forgotten. The second reading is an invitation to remember the word of God and put it into practice in our families. That's why St. Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If I let the word of Christ dwell in us in this way, just remembering the word of God, it will produce an amazing amount of spiritual wealth in our lives, in my relationship with my parents, with my siblings. When the word of Christ dwells in us richly, Jesus instructs us, shows us where we are wrong, and guides us on how to correct mistakes in, in what we believe and do. How do we let the word of God dwell in us richly? That's the question. How do we let the word of God dwell in us richly? I want to introduce you to a method of meditation of God's word that has been tremendous blessing to me. It is called Lectio Divina, which means divine reading. It is an invitation to slow down and deeply engage with the Word of God. In Lectio Divina, we let God address our hearts as well as our minds, leading us to deeper transformation. In this case, we often read the scripture as an appointment with the living God. When I show people and say, what is this? It's a Bible. They say, it's a Bible. And I say, for me, it's a person, the living God. So in the Nardex, in the small tables, you are going to find five steps to do uh, the Lectio Divina, the divine reading. I, I gave you two passages from the, from the New Testament. How to do that? Well, just find a place, begin your time with silence, two or three minutes to quiet your mind. Take a word or phrase to bring you back when your mind wanders. This is one of the hardest things to do when starting out, I know. So the first step, read the gospel you chose slowly. Allow your heart to connect with God. The second, meditate, reflect on what you are hearing. Pray in response to your hearing. That's the third. Number four, contemplate. This will carry it forth into our lives. And the last one is action. It calls us to selflessly serve our brothers and sisters in Christ, my parents, my siblings. And these acts 
are done out of the, the inspiration we receive from the acceptance in faith of God's love. In that uh, piece of paper, you are gonna see the, the, the description of every single step, it says, but you will see. Today, in this Eucharist, through the intercession of Mary and Joseph, let's thank God for the gift our families. Holy Family of Nazareth, be a model of tranquility and harmony for all families. Give powerful graces to husbands and wives, children and siblings, to overcome differences so they can build a common life, a family of love. Jesus, I trust in you.